From the Financial Times in London, I'm David Shepard and this is FT News. Saudi Arabia is preparing to lift the lid on one of the global energy industry's most closely guarded secrets. How much crude actually lies beneath the kingdom's desert sands? Khaled Al-Fali, Saudi Arabia's energy minister, confirmed the plan in an interview with the FT's environment correspondent, Polita Clark, during this week's climate change conference in Marrakesh. The move is driven by the needs of investors as the kingdom prepares to sell shares in state oil champion Saudi Aramco, the company that pumps more than one in every nine barrels of crude consumed in the world globally. But what's the significance of this move for oil markets, the price of oil, and for oil politics in the Middle East? To discuss these issues, I'm joined by Anjali Raval, the FT's oil and gas correspondent. Welcome, Anjali. Now, first, why is the kingdom deciding to do this, and what do you expect markets to learn? The kingdom is embarking upon unprecedented reform of its economy. And as part of this, it's looking to do a partial listing of its state oil giant, Saudi Aramco. Now, for any of these reforms and even the offering to be taken seriously and for it to be credible, there has to be some level of transparency. For a very long time, Saudi Aramco has been seen by people in the energy industry as a very secretive company and even within the kingdom itself has been viewed as a sort of black box. It's a criticism that even the country's deputy crown prince Mohammed bin Salman has said. They're looking to try and open up some of the countries and the companies the most secretive information from not only reserves but its finances and operational activity. Now, just to be clear on on Saudi Aramco, we are talking a company which is by far the largest in the kingdom, if not the largest in the entire world. Is that correct? That's right. It produces more than 10 million barrels a day, is responsible for much of the kingdom's wealth. So in opening this up, is that a signal the kingdom is sending about the need for transparency in the wider country? We can't really say how far-reaching this transparency drive will be. But what is very clear is that Khaled Al-Fale, the energy minister, but also top executives within Aramco itself, uh, they are very conscious of the need to tell investors at least what's going on inside Aramco. The prospect of a flotation of part of the company has obviously triggered renewed interest in Saudi Arabia's reserves. Although the reserves themselves are not expected to be part of any sale, they may factor into any valuation of the company. So that's why it's quite important. We've seen estimates for the reserves in the past, and and the kingdom itself has actually put its own number on it. But what is important here, I think, is that they are now going to be published, audited, and actually part of a company that will be listed, rather than, by its nature, a, a national oil company which is controlled by the government. What's the significance, though, of going that extra step to show more? And why might oil traders and oil investors be interested in this? Why why the intrigue around these numbers? So Aramco executives uh, even told the FT earlier this year oil and condensate reserves stood at around 261 billion barrels. They published a similar figure in Aramco's annual report. But these field-by-field production profiles and reserve estimates are closely held. You know, this number of around 260 billion barrels has remained consistent for at least 25 years. This was when the Saudi government took over as the sole owner of Aramco from a 
series of American companies. But it was after that point that the company's detailed information has been restricted. And that's where this intrigue stems from. The reason why it's important is because up until now, really, it's been near impossible to verify these figures. And there's been some some scepticism about the official estimates. Now, if the numbers are proved to be accurate, this is significant. It means that the kingdom, which is already one of the biggest producers in the world, has successfully managed to replace every barrel it has produced in recent years with oil from new discoveries or through higher estimates of the amount of oil it can recover from existing fields. Now, this is this is not a small feat. The country produces well over 10 million barrels a day. It's now producing at a record. And that's why it's important. So essentially, the level of oil this city held in the 1980s is still exactly the same now, despite what they've been sending every day around the world as the world's biggest exporter. Exactly. So for broader oil markets, I mean, will that provide some reassurance? You hinted there that in the past there's been speculation about, you know, are these numbers really true? Is there a risk that Saudi Arabia is sitting on a major secret that it doesn't hold as much oil as it's told to markets? I mean, for, for one, I go back to a guy called Matthew Simmons, a US energy investment banker who published a book called Twilight in the Desert, very popular about 10 years ago, that speculated that based on numbers he had seen, he thought Saudi Arabia's production could peak and then fall off a cliff with huge implications for the stability of global oil markets. And that came out shortly before oil prices spiked to to an all-time high. What for day-to-day traders and investors might this mean if they can show the reserves really are there? The reserves are important because, uh, as you mentioned, it indicates how long the country can carry on pumping. Now, obviously, since the book you mentioned, Saudi Arabia's production has increased to far greater levels than it was at the time. A sovereign bond document that was published last month indicated that the country's oil reserves of around that 260 billion barrels would last approximately for another 70 years. But crucially, even those numbers published in that document were not verified uh, or reviewed by a third party. But the reason why it's important is because Saudi Arabia has for so long been viewed as the country with spare capacity to be able to ramp up its production in times of crises. If there's a shortage anywhere, it would be Saudi Arabia that can pump more oil and alleviate some pressure on higher oil prices. And that's why the market pays attention to Saudi Arabia's production and production capacity, but also its its reserve holdings. No. A lot of Saudi Arabia's financial firepower and clout in the region comes from these reserves. Investors who buy into Aramco, are they expected to get a chunk of them? Saudi Arabia's reserves are not expected to be a part of any sale, but they would factor into a part of any valuation. Now, it's a bit different from, let's say, an Exxon or any other oil major which actually owns some of these reserves in the countries in which they operate. Now, Saudi Arabia has stipulated that it will hold sovereign control over the management of its oil reserves, its production capacity. So that's not going to be up for negotiation or investors are not going to have much control over that. So we should be clear about that. I mean, for the wider politics of oil in the Middle East, will this have a, an impact potentially on, on OPEC or on Saudi Arabia's relationships with its other Middle Eastern oil producers? I think at the moment there's a lot of attention being paid to oil production and capacity to produce, particularly when it comes to 
the country's economy and diversification away from oil. Now, Saudi Arabia has shown itself to be one of the countries that is the most dependent on the resource for its government revenues compared to other countries in the region. Even though it has huge fiscal buffers, its ability to produce for the foreseeable future you know, matters a lot, not only economic security, but in political security in the region. And that's why people do look at it. How are the executives, or in the case of Mr Al-Fali, the chairman, sounding about the IPO at this point and the revelation of what actually sits inside this company? I mean, is it fair to say that they're, they're confident right now about how investors are going to receive the information? For sure, there has been a directive from the higher-ups in Saudi Arabia that this IPO is going to go ahead. And the company is frantically trying to prepare for the big reveal, you know, revealing information about the company's finances, but also um, its internal operations. Do they think investors will be impressed, though? I think they believe that this is the best oil company out there and investors should be impressed by what they see. But they are also very conscious of the fact they need to be shown as a credible entity. And they do want to put forward this view that this will be, as Mr Alfale said, the most transparent IPO of a national oil company. And in terms of transparency, do you expect that spread further throughout the kingdom into other areas of society? I think at this stage it's it's too early to say. There's been a huge call for Saudi Arabia, particularly as it embarks upon this drive to reform and overhaul its its economy, that it should be more transparent about not only how it generates its finances, but also how it disperses this money within the economy. There is a hope that they would become more transparent, but this all remains to be seen. Andrew, thank you very much for joining us today.